Aloha, I'm Clifford from your Manoa Safeway. Can't decide what to eat? Whether it's lunch or dinner, you'll find a perfect meal in the Safeway Deli. Handcrafted sandwiches, fresh sushi prepared by our in-house chefs, signature salads, our famous fried chicken and tenders. Add a side like creamy mashed potatoes or mac and cheese, all fresh and ready to go every day. Stop by this week to get a hot deal on rotisserie chicken, only $5.88 each with in-and coupon. This is Clifford from Manoa Safeway, and we'll see you soon. Um, do we want to get this started now? Or yeah, let's go. Yeah, let's want to talk about cat. were people dying? Or No, I just need to stop my cat from doing what he's doing. But now I'm good. All right. Well, give me a few seconds. We'll get this started. This is your week three of the preseason edition. This is Brian, joined by John and Brad, and our special guest, a Patriots fan who isn't a terrible Patriots fan, but still a Patriots fan, Spencer. We're all terrible. I'm just a little less terrible. (laughs) (laughs) Spencer is my friend who runs his own podcast called The... Complete and cast? Is that right? You got it. Yeah, first go. try. Let's go. Yeah, we uh, <laughs> we, uh, we we talk about football occasionally. He also does video game talk and uh, promotes his business, Complete and Box, which is a better version of GameStop. Uh, Spencer, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing very good. Thank you for having me on. Let me first say before we get on to anything that we talked about a year ago. I think it was week four of the NFL season. And I just want to say to all y'all, I told you so. You, uh... Y'all were sitting there saying, you know, oh, we're going to get, you know, the Panthers are going to get uh, wrecked. And I was like, mm, I don't know about that. And unfortunately, my intuition did come to pass. So, <laughs> so to, give some, to give to give some context to that, yes, Spencer came on the podcast with Brad and John and myself and uh, proceeded to tell us about how the Panthers are going to beat the Patriots, which in Foxborough, I felt it. We, we all did not believe that. And the Panthers went on to beat them and Cam Newton had a record setting performance. So props to Spencer for that. <laughs> it was a great game though. It really was. Um that Danny Amendola touchdown uh right at the end on fourth down, fantastic, but when Cam got the ball back with like a minute something left and uh you know, Golden Toe Gano is your uh uh kicker. I knew it was over at that point. Yep. That was that's most... what we call him. Yeah, I think you're the first person who's ever known a game was going to be over in favor of the Panthers when Graham Gano was up to take a field goal. <laughs> the master See, of clutch from, kicks. From me as a uh, as an outsider, I always viewed him as a pretty good a uh, pretty good kicker, at the very least. He's he's like super mediocre. I think he looks worse now because we had like Harrison Bucker was so good as a rookie, and everybody wanted a lot of people wanted us to keep him because he was cheaper and also good. But Graham Gano <laughs> has this thing where he's really really good at missing extra points when they only the only times they matter. 
<laughs> yeah. If the like, kick like means he's... nothing, he'll make it every single time. Like if it's less than 50 yards and means nothing, it's it's guaranteed to go in. But if there's any clutch involved or it's more than 50 yards or like John said, an extra point, it's it's shaky at best. Well, that's I mean, my extra point percentage. <laughs> That's my pass for you, man. Uh, that was uh, so, like a forty-eight a yard field goal that he hit, and he drilled it right down the middle. I just, I had a feeling, man. So, you know, uh, Brian can come out and say that you know Cam's two and zero against Tom Brady, and I can just shrug my shoulders. <laughs> it's just one of those things. I do bring that up every time that I talk to Spencer, <laughs> but um, I think he got the Golden Togano uh, nickname from me. So you know, yes, of I did, I did, yes, yeah. Um, so yeah, that that obviously happened, but it's a new season and uh, another Super Bowl that will probably involve the Patriots and probably not the Panthers. Um, <laughs> okay, but <laughs> the Panthers are a Patriots podcast. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm a realist here. Um, so let's before we get into the Patriots and Panthers Week Three preseason matchup, let's briefly break down the Dolphins Panthers matchup. So. The Panthers are 2-0 and in the preseason, as much as Woo-hoo! that matters. They beat the Dolphins 27-20 to this past Friday. Um, I guess just get into any so – let's get into some general stuff so we don't go on too long. Um, I'll start with you, Brad. Uh, what did you like from that game? Any specific players you, you were looking at that you enjoyed seeing play? Any guys that impressed you? Yada, yada. To be honest, no. Uh, I mean, it was the second preseason game. Uh, you know, I mean, Christian McCaffrey looked nice. Um, Curtis Samuel looked nice. Oh, you know, it, starting that off quick. All right. That totally was not a shot at John. Not at all. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I've, just for, I have just no for interest con- in discussing just for context, the two body catches Curtis Samuel made. Curtis Samuel had two catches for 65 yards, averaging 32 and a half yards per reception. Good math there, Brian. Yep, no problem. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, honestly, nobody really stood out to me, good or bad. It was just a meh effort on both sides. It just, it's what you expected to see from the second preseason game. That's pretty much the TLDR. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, John, go ahead and tell us your thoughts on not Curtis Samuel. Let me unfurl my scroll of things to talk about from the Dolphins game. I don't really have anything else to add. I was just like, <laughs> I like that we use, <laughs> I like that we use McCaffrey a lot. Um, it's also the second preseason game, so nothing mean nothing matters, and nothing we saw is actually going to translate to the real games. So, let's talk about did, the Patriots. Did Cam play know, at all last uh, last it? week? Did Cam play yeah, at all? Yeah, he played like a quarter and a half. Did he not get killed? He threw allegedly. Nine. Not Cleo gave up two sacks. Okay, so I mean, it's a win, right? But the, the way, good the way, news the way, is, <laughs> the way the Brian's been here. talking, he's a little worried about that with the O line. So the good news here is that Matt Khalil had his knee scope, so he can't play for a few weeks. Maybe. Um, <laughs> the better news yeah. is our right Wouldn't tackle be... is also hurt. So, like, we have no starting tackles. Um, our our guard is left our best guard left for free agency so we don't really have a left guard um our right guard's an all pro though so you know that's good 
And, you know, we're moving our backup right tackle over to left tackle and then our backup right guard over to right tackle. So, you know, Cam might get sacked 37 times on Friday. Yeah, you know, it's very possible. <laughs> I mean, the Patriots last week did have something like eight sacks against the Eagles. I mean, you know, it was I think the they'll probably the do better tackle, but yeah. <laughs> you also hurt Nick Foles, so like you've met your quota of injured quarterbacks for the preseason, I'm going to say. They also got their revenge on the Super Bowl MVP. Yeah, I they mean, totally they okay, totally showed Nick Foles in the it, second preseason. It doesn't, it doesn't matter at all, but uh you got to you got to uh, as as a Patriots fan that lives square in the middle of Eagles uh country, it felt a little good. I like Nick Foles. Like I think he is a great person, but it still felt a little bit good, you know. And I'm sure that it doesn't it take totally away the pain, intentional a hit job from Bill Belichick. I'm sure that <laughs> it was completely an this, accident. This this is a good segue into my first question I had for Spencer. Uh, do you think the Patriots are gonna like not do the typical third preseason game and not play them like all the way into the second half because they played so much last week? I'm going to say that they actually are going to play just as much. Um, the main reason for that is there has been so much on the offensive side of the ball um, turnover and, frankly, players not playing. I don't know if you guys just saw. Now, he's not a huge player, but Kenny Britt was just released tonight, and he was supposed to be like a like a third or fourth wide receiver, and people were pretty hyped on him. So, you know, <laughs> now we're at the point where it's like, okay, Tom Brady is going to be playing with Cordell Patterson as his number two wide receiver for four weeks at least. So it'd be nice to get him, you know, in a little bit of sync. It, it's been said over and over again, but the Patriots, you know, have are, have a very difficult to understand playbook and timing and all that kind of stuff. So I have a feeling they're going to have everyone out there a little bit more than you think, at least the first half as far as as far as that's concerned. Um, I mean, some players like um, one of my favorite guys, uh, sexy Rexy Burkhead, uh, the, the kind of scat back, he, uh, he hasn't played at all yet. So, you know, will he play, he, you know, needs to get going, you know, that kind of stuff. I will say you guys getting rid of Kenny Britt now saves you the heartache that every other team that's ever had Kenny Britt, Britt has had to deal with where you get excited for him. And then he just never does anything the entire season. I mean, the one thing except that, for like that, one year with the Rams, you know, be, being a being a Patriots fan for the most part is good unless you play the uh, NFC East, you know, in the Super Bowl. But the one thing that we we always wanted, besides a linebacker who can play football, is just a tall wide receiver to go out there and just catch footballs. You know, we were spoiled with uh, Randy Moss, and now everybody who's like over six foot one, we're like, oh, this is the dude, Kenny Britt. Just just lob <laughs> the ball up to him, and uh, well. <laughs> Now we have Eric Decker, Chris Hogan, and uh, Cordell Patterson. So, yeah. Just, Eric Decker <laughs> and Tom Brady is the most handsome wide receiver quarterback duo in the NFL. That is a that is a great point, and Edelman is a little jealous about that. I I would be <laughs> if I was him as well. Yeah, that's quite the the looking. That's just that's just quite the the overall skill position group you've got there. Seems like there's a lot of grit in that, that room. <laughs> a lot of a lot of film a lot of film junkies in there. A lot of deceptive oh, yeah. speed. You know? Yeah, a lot a lot of uh people that would not work on any other team <laughs> but just because they're put into their specific like Chris Hogan, right? He's been called seven eleven because he's always op- open. You look at that dude, right? Crazy eyes Chris Hogan. I love him. He's gonna be our number one wide receiver for four weeks. And you look at him, he's just 
a normal lacrosse player looking dude. He's six foot, maybe, maybe 200 pounds. And he's not super fast. And yet every time you look down the field, he's open by seven yards. And you just wonder how, you know, would Chris Hogan work on any other team? I don't know. I don't think so. He didn't before, I've, but for some I reason, he's thing. always open by 20, by 20 yards. It's crazy. I read a thing where it's like, are the Patriots, you know, do they have preferential treatment towards white wide receivers or does every other team have a bias against white wide receivers that the Patriots don't have? And, uh, that's how they end up with so many white guys. Now I, I thought don't that was a good little chicken or egg question. Yeah. Which also that can I share with Spencer my theory and I want to hear your thoughts on it, Spencer. Okay. Um a lot of people think Bill Belichick's a super genius, right? Um my theory is that Bill Belichick is actually just a regularly normal, intelligent guy and everybody else in the NFL is an idiot. Thoughts. <laughs> um I mean, in a league where Jeff Fisher was a head coach for like 20 years, what can you say? You know, <laughs> I, 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 more exactly. like seven to nine years, actually. But <laughs> yes, yeah, seven to nine years. <laughs> um, I will say just not to get too much of a Patriots on a Panthers podcast. I am firmly off the Belichick bandwagon after he sat our number two quarterback in the Super Bowl. Kind of a big game. Uh, Malcolm Butler, if you remember, didn't play. Uh football in the Super Bowl. <laughs> so um, I am firmly on the, I don't like you right now, Belichick, make it better, make <laughs> me like you again uh, thing. Because, you know, just to say it again, Malcolm Butler, uh, Super Bowl hero, um, did not play in the, uh, you know, other Super Bowl. So how many kind of point you can you always get? Be- how many Super Bowl wins <laughs> do you have to get for you know, this like, guy for you to like him? What else does Belichick have to do? My God, he's won, what, five? Um, so I give him major props for the uh, Malcolm Butler interception one because he just stared down Carroll and just outcoached him on that final play. I get it, but it's it's kind of a big thing. I mean, listen, this this one's personal to me. I live all of my friends besides Brian and a few others are Eagles fans. So, and I have a I have a I have a retail establishment where I deal with hundreds or thousands of people per week. So, I'm a little sick of seeing Super Bowl 52 champion shirts and hats. You got to understand a little bit of it comes from where I am. And uh, you know, I, I haven't really worn better. my if you makes you feel better, you could see Patriot Super Bowl champion T-shirts if you took a vacation to Zambia. <laughs> <laughs> I do not want to see or the, you can take the- 19 and 0 ones, please. Uh, I'm sure they're still uh, still around there. <laughs> or you can just go in your closet and find the five different Super Bowl championships exactly. for the yeah. Patriots that you have. Listen, we yeah, know the really Ravens. No offense, the dude, but a Patriots fan complaining about anything is <laughs> like, get that shit out of here, you know? <laughs> we know the writing's on the wall with Brady, so we want everything we can in in the meantime. Afterwards, it's like blow blow the organization up. In the meantime, let's go, baby, you know, kind of thing. At least that's how I look at it. You know, that's actually a want. good point. What are you guys going to do when Tom Brady stops being – vegan whatever he is and father time finally catches up to him because he's you know he's 40 what two 43 years old 41 years old and your your backup quarterback starts for the 49ers now so you know what's the what's the plan i mean they don't get to worry they don't get to worry about that for at least 19 years so (laughs) (laughs) i honestly think the plan is just to roll out with because the thing is belichick's also i believe he's 66 or 67 so i really think the plan is just like belichick's probably like hey i'm gonna go till brady's done two three one whatever years 
And um, if you guys remember, there was this whole big thing about Josh McDaniels leaving and becoming the Colts coach, and then he didn't. Um, I really think they brought him back by him, you know, Belichick saying, hey, um, you know, you're my you're my guy after this is all done. So I, I think they'll have a couple of lean years afterwards. Fair. I mean, I don't know. It's just it's I feel like with the way that the roster is like, I can't imagine any other coach leading that. I mean, not that you guys have bad players, but it's just like it's like it's always just kind of Tom Brady and whatever else. Other no, it's a, you guys it's, can stretch it's, together. It's a good point. Yeah. If you if you look at that last Super Bowl and you compare rosters, besides Brady and Gronk, who are obvious great Hall of Fame All Pro players, the Eagles had them had a such much of a better roster. I mean, it's unbelievable, yeah. right? It was so much better. So I will give you that point. I'm just still salty. Once the season starts, I'll be hyping Belichick every day. But you got to understand, I I just I, I, I you know it, it was tough in, in in Eagles County, you know so. If you want a new coach, you can have time of possession master Ron Rivera, and we can have Bill Belichick. Riverboat way, Ron. Huh? Little, not very much. Not that. Oh, is he not Riverboat anymore? Oh, he never he was. Yeah, he hasn't been River- <laughs> He was for one year because his job, like he, he got was on the for hot one seat. year when he was going to lose his job. Yeah, he's never been Riverboat Ron. That's always been a sham. See, that's interesting He's like, because whenever I think of him, I think him. you know how Doug Peterson in the Super Bowl took every chance, Philly special, yeah. fourth down, blah, blah, blah. Um, I always thought of uh, Ron Ron as that, but I no, suppose he's, he's the couldn't be further from that. Wow. So Brad's favorite instance last year, we were losing to the Saints by, what was it, like 20 points, Brad, when we – Yeah, it was, the thir- it was 20 – yeah, it was like 31 to 10 or something like that. Yeah, and it's it's like fourth and five or something from the thirty-five yard line, or something thirty. I don't know. It's like a fifty-yard field goal, and like fourth and short, and we're down by three touchdowns late in the third quarter, and we punted it Ugh. from inside the forty uh, against the Bears. That game we lost seventeen to three. We're down by two touchdowns with like five minutes left, or like eight minutes left, or something, and we punted it on fourth down. Like that's just, it, it, he's he, he's very much like a fourth down punt the ball type of guy no matter like we had a, another situation where it was fourth and inches at like midfield and cam and devin funches had to like scream at him to like take the punt team back off the field you have a quarterback you have a quarterback that's like six foot five with fourth and inches and you don't go for it yeah that's he gets that's, it that's every time weird. it is could, so I yeah but you want him yeah uh, no, thank you. No, thank you. And <laughs> now that I know, no, thank you. <laughs> well, to segue into the Patriots Panthers game, despite all the criticism of Ron Rivera, he is two and zero as a head coach against the Patriots. So, in the regular season, um, <laughs> <laughs> so looking at this game, um, we're going to get a look at the Panthers revamped, and I I use the word revamped very liberally uh, offensive line along with Cam Newton, the off and the number one offense, which could end up being the most snaps they get in the preseason against the Patriots. Um, I'll start with you, Spencer. So um, things to watch for in this game, I guess I'll, I'll start with the defense. Um, what should we be watching for as Panthers fans with a revamped offensive line and an offense that is getting more into a passing groove with North Turner? 
Well, I hate to say it, but um, the one thing that I'm actually really excited excited about this year compared to last year's is our uh, D line. Uh, you know, DNs, D line, and all that. Um, it actually seems okay, which is crazy considering last year James Harrison led us in um, you know quarterback pressures for the last like five weeks of the of the season. So. Um, Adrian Claiborne, uh, from the, uh, I'm, I'm sure you're familiar with him from the Falcons. He's, uh, he's on the, the Pats now he's looking pretty good. They traded for, uh, Danny, uh, Shelton, uh, former first round from the, uh, Cleveland Browns, big, big old, you know, run stopping kind of guy. And we even have some pretty good, like young, like unheralded guys. Like, uh, there's a guy actually named Lawrence guy. Um, I think it's the <laughs> second or third year. Yeah. Not just and, a guy, Lawrence yeah, guy. Lawrence guy. But just in general, like it wasn't just last week. It was also first week against the Redskins. They were really getting pressure. And it was weird because it's really been a while. Um, The Patriots mantra is always, you know, bend, but don't break. Give up yards, but don't give up, you know, points or don't give up lots of points. And uh, this might change this year. They're actually getting pressure, which I assume sounds bad considering your state of your O-line right now. You just don't hurt our quarterback or anybody for that matter. (laughs) I hope no one gets hurt. Last last year, uh, Edelman uh, tore his ACL in uh, week three of the preseason. I hate I hate the preseason Stop for it. that. It's it's lame. So we don't want any of that stuff. No, let's knock on wood right now. I'm knocking on it for you. Okay, no nothing is going to happen. Okay, get so, I will say nice clean football. <laughs> I was I will say the thing about like everybody gets excited for the third preseason game because it's the dress rehearsal and whatever. Uh, it's probably my least favorite game just because like every preseason game I watch, I'm just like every single play. I'm like, please don't get hurt. Please don't get hurt. Please don't get hurt. And that lasts the longest in the third preseason game. Exactly. I feel the exact same way. To put it in perspective for you, Spencer, I know we touched on the offensive line earlier, but the Panthers starting left tackle, Matt Khalil, who had almost got cam killed twice last week in what, two or three series. Um, he got his knee scoped. Um, the, the guy who would normally be the backup left tackle, Amini Silatolu, who we don't really like to begin with, uh, hurt himself last week. Um, and the right tackle, Daryl Williams got hurt and is week to week as well. And probably won't make it back till midway through the season. So the backup tack, the backup tack standing in for Daryl Williams at right tackle is now moving to left tackle. And, is it Andrew Searles? Um, Jeremiah Searles. Jeremiah Searles is moving to right tackle, and he was a left guard, and he wasn't even beating out the guys who were starting at left guard. So it doesn't look good right now for that offensive line. Um, but, yeah, pass rush and uh, definitely the offensive line is going to be a big a big thing to look at, and that's going to be a big challenge for them. Um, I'll start with John here. Uh, John, as far as the offense goes, what are your keys to the game? What are you watching for week three, aside from, you know, injuries? Uh, and the offensive line and how they gel and all that stuff? Or can I use that as an answer? Go ahead, if you want. <laughs> the Absolutely. offensive line and how they're going to gel and stuff would be my answer. <laughs> yeah, that, that's um, literally the only answer there is. The, the, I mean, I would, I'm interested somewhat in, like, the way we rotate players. Like, how many snaps, like, DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel and Jarrett's right and all them get with the with the first team offense Ian Thomas too and how many like if the McCaffrey Anderson split is so one-sided like it's been in the first two games like if that's a product of us showing just going like McCaffrey first Anderson second and so on or if that's actually 
the plan is to be like McCaffrey until he gets tired. Then we put in Anderson. I think the third, this next game might be an indicator of which direction we're going to go with that. Um, yeah, I'm the... oh, sorry. Yeah. No, that's it. That's it. I just, I don't know why I said to put that in perspective. Uh, I've been messaging Spencer because we also share a fantasy football league, which he still owes me a prize for from last year. Uh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> hey, uh, free, free food at the draft. Let's, let's call that at least part of it. Then, oh huh? my God. Um, anyway, so, <laughs> but we've been talking about Christian McCaffrey a lot. And through the first two preseason games, he has literally not come off the field with the first team offense. So, this is really the week to examine what they do if they keep the first team offense out there for more than like, say a few drives because McCaffrey, if he's out there, literally snap is going to touch the ball quite a lot. So that's kind of what they're getting at there. I'm interested in what Ian Thomas is going to do in response to this article by Stephen white about Chris Manhurts being the breakout player of the year for the Panthers. While he's hurt. While he's hurt on the pup with a broken <laughs> foot. It's an interesting take. Yeah, so Spencer, to give you some uh, background, the Panthers' tight end two was this guy, Chris Manhurts, who apparently was a basketball player and uh, was set to be the tight end two for this year and broke his foot. And since then, their fourth-round pick, Ian Thomas, has come out and done pretty well in the first two preseason games. And, of course, of all the players to pick on the Panthers' roster, this guy from SB Nation picks Chris Manhurts, a guy who's on the pup list with a broken foot, to be the breakout player of the year. Hey, you so know, maybe for the second half, you know? <laughs> I mean, he also maybe. had one reception last year. Just to <laughs> oh. as well. Or was it two? No, it was one. Less, not a lot. We, we, we can... It was less we than just... three. We know that for sure. <laughs> but, but, the, uh, but the Patriots, right? You know, you you guys were mentioning um, McCaffrey, and that actually brings me up to one of the other things I was looking forward to, if I may go into that. <clears throat> mm-hmm. the, so uh, it'll be a really good, um, I guess, kind of like look into how Cam and McCaffrey will look this year for you guys, because uh, two of the major things that the Pats have always had trouble with, it doesn't matter who's on the team, is uh, covering receiving running backs. We saw that in the Super Bowl. And uh, stopping scrambling quarterbacks, which I'm assuming Cam is still going to scramble roughly as much as he, you know, normally does. Oh, it's he's always... going to have to, buddy. He's not yeah. going to have a choice. <laughs> <laughs> it's always been a thing where, like, they can they can set the edge, but they can't really, you know, get him into the right spot. And uh, it it is definitely something I'll be watching. If uh, I'll feel really good if the Patriots defense can, you know, hold McCaffrey to a reasonable, you know, yards per catch kind of thing, because Again, in the Super Bowl, you know, they were just doing these little dump-off passes. Nothing crazy, just little dump-offs in the flat that would go, you know, 20 yards uncontested. So, very interested to see that as well. I will say, Cam tends to not run very much in the preseason. So, that uh, you won't, you probably won't get a good uh, idea on that in the preseason. Like, he scrambled, I think, once so far in the he first good, games. For, good for him, then. He, he only <laughs> scrambles in the preseason when the pocket absolutely collapses, which has happened a few times. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah, but we he doesn't run that much. Like we don't r- run any like designed runs, and he doesn't like. Yeah, he he'll throw it in the, into the bleachers before he'll run with it. Yeah, unless it's like wide open, which like he had like one carry where he rolled out and there was like 15 yards of space, and he ran like eight and slid. So that um, makes sense. Dude, still, still watch for McCaffrey though. That 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 will definitely be interesting. I have a question about their offense. Um, yeah, who? Like you guys have like fourteen running backs. 
Like who's who's going to actually make the team? And is Sony Michelle going to come back before the end of, uh, before the regular season starts? I sure hope he does because I plan on drafting him on Sunday in the <laughs> uh, fantasy league that Brian and I are in. So I sure I sure hope Keep so. Um, <laughs> I sure hope you do too, buddy. I sure hope. You, do. <laughs> you know, I actually did another fantasy draft and I did not end up with a single Patriot. And I kind of do that on purpose because do you, do 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 the rest of y'all play uh, play fantasy at all? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, obviously, unless you have Gronk or Brady, you're you're rolling the dice on anything, you know, so. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, as far as the running backs are concerned, I think Michelle will be back, and I think he's going to be their um, kind of just um, all-purpose, not quite a bruiser back, but, like, you know, a little bit faster than a blunt kind of thing. Um, I also think that uh, Jeremy Hill, uh, you know, from the Bengals a couple years ago, is going to make the team and actually have a bigger role than a lot of people think. Um, he's looked pretty good, and he seems like a like almost the blunt kind of uh, prototypical like you know fourth and one bruiser kind of thing. Um, because of that, Mike Gillisley, I do not believe will be making the team, although. We're always surprised when it comes to Patriots roster cuts. I can't see this one happening just because he wasn't great last year. Jeremy Hill seems like a better version of pretty much the exact same thing uh, he does. Um, And then, of course, you have definite roster locks, uh, Super Bowl hero James White uh, and Rex Burkhead. Um, James White is mostly a receiving back, uh, uh, whereas Rex Burkhead, I find to be one of the more underrated players in the NFL. He really can do a little bit of it all. He receives well. He he, uh, runs between the tackles well. He really does does well there. So um, you're not going to see... The only reason I'm, I'm I'm thinking of drafting Michelle is, uh, you know, goal line kind of stuff. But uh, you're going to see the ball um, moved around quite a bit between that group well, for sure. Rex, like Rex Burkhead was like your goal line back for the last half, like the last chunk of the season last year, wasn't he? Yeah, he had. Like, um, Gillisley, they're had, like. I think he had eight touchdowns by the end of the year, something like that, and he missed um, at least three or four weeks, so he was yeah. very very solid at that. Yeah, they like they realized Mike Gillisley. Just was not good, and then they didn't. So Rex, tiny little Rex Burkhead, takes over as the goal line back. It's crazy, man. I mean, some sometimes it's just about finding the hole, not as much about you know plowing through. If you're a a beast mode, yeah, but otherwise it's you know just try to find that hole. Find yeah. the guys who have that true grit about them, you know. Like oh, abs- ab- ab- absolutely. <laughs> so looking at the. Uh... I guess we're going into the Panthers defense versus the Patriots offense. Um, so the Panthers defense right now, Denoris Searcy is in concussion protocol, meaning that most likely Rashawn Golden will step in as the starting safety to relieve him. Um, other than that, not really a whole lot of changes. I mean, James Bradbury, Dante Jackson seem to be locked in as the starters there. Um, linebackers all the same. Uh, Panthers defensive line. We'll probably see more of Mario Addison, Deshaun Hall. Uh, it looks like this FAO Bada kid is making somewhat of a push to try and become relevant on the main roster as a defensive end. Um, Brad, I'll start with you. Is there anybody in particular you're watching on the defense for this game? Not really because it, you know, it's the preseason. Um, I hate you so I- much. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's the truth, man. I mean, Nobody gives a shit about these games. In fact, I mean, it. Maybe our listeners an, do, Brad. There's an <laughs> argument that they shouldn't even bother doing it. Like, there should only be two preseason games. There's, there's, 
if you haven't figured out by now who's making your roster and who isn't, then you, you know, you shouldn't, there shouldn't be a third preseason game. But I mean, if, if, if you require participation, then fine. <laughs> I'm looking forward to seeing Rashawn Golden play safety because we drafted the kid and I want to see if it was a good decision or not to draft him. Thank you. I, I want to see, um, because Ron Rivera mentioned something about the fact that Dante Jackson and his super speed was playing, were playing, or swing a twenty yards off the line of scrimmage was just a preseason thing, and that when we start to game plan, we won't see that as much, uh, even though we always see that. Uh, I want to see like if this game is is different, where maybe like Deshaun Jackson or Deshaun um, where Jackson's Dante Jackson. Jackson oh, I'm saying Deshaun Jackson. Dante Jackson is on the uh, on the screen when the ball is snapped. That's so that's. Pretty well, much yeah, I'm I mean, instead for. of 20 yards, he'll be like 15 yards. So. Yeah, maybe a little closer, a especially against the Patriots, who I saw last week pretty much threw like five-yard outs every play, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken, Spencer. Yeah, a lot of that. I mean, you guys hit the nail on the head earlier. Um, you're not going to try your crazy, you know, gadget plays and all that kind of stuff. So it was pretty bare bones, although... You know, to be fair, I liked I liked what I saw for that for how bare bones it was. But yeah. yeah, it was I think there were like maybe four throws he had over ten yards downfield, but you know, take what take what they give you, you know. Yeah, I saw Chris Hogan had like six catches for twenty five yards or something. And, <laughs> and and Julian Edelman had something similar. So and that was pretty much what the Dolphins did against us. Like they they I said it on Twitter, like they're acting like the yellow line was like a boundary you weren't allowed to throw it past. <laughs> so probably see that again. Well, I look forward to see Corn Elder play because he made a nice, a really nice interception last week, and I think that he'll be a bit more this week since it doesn't really make sense to throw Captain Munderland out there too much. Um, so I think Elder will get a nice lion's share of the uh, snaps, and we might see more out of him. So that's my take on the defense. Um, Spencer, is there anybody on offense we should be watching out for on the Patriots side that we wouldn't know about? from the general, you know, NFL media? Uh, We have a pretty good, um, who's probably going to be the second tight end, Jacob Hollister. Um, Obviously, he's not Gronk, so no one's going to talk about him, but he's pretty decent. Um, He's definitely one of those players that is not so big that he can't um, go out and be like almost like in the slot or, you know, just kind of all around the formation. So he's pretty nice, but you're not going to notice him unless, you know, he's specifically, you know, pushed out there. Just the running backs in general, what what I look at, if you're if you're looking at the Panthers at, you know, nearly what they're going to be during the regular season is when I think the Panthers, I think a really good linebacking core, you know, obviously Keekly and Davis when he comes back and all that. So what I'm really looking for is for the pass to just pound the ball and see how they do as far as that's concerned. Just you know, up the gut runs, uh, around the tackle runs, just all kind of stuff like that. I want to see how they go against your, you know, more than decent linebacking core. Why can't I get As, takes like that from you guys? Jesus. We talk about the Panthers every week. We got a, there's a limited amount of things to talk about in the preseason. That's um, not how true, much, John. <laughs> how much, uh, is Cordero Patterson, like you said, I know you mentioned him earlier as like your second oh. wide receiver. Yeah. And right, I, he's he's played really well in the first two games, hasn't he? I I actually wanted to, yeah. Thank you for reminding me about him. I have oh, you're been welcome. so so stoked about him. I've gone out of my way to tell all my football fans or, or fans friends, 
you know, I think Cordell Patterson is going to be something good this year because when we originally got him, everyone thought, oh, well, he'll take kick, kick returns. Not a big deal kind of thing. But he has been really interesting. He has been getting open. He's been, um, you know, making plays that we haven't seen much uh, because a lot of the Patriots receivers are the quick but not fast kind of guys. Um, if if you follow football, obviously, that makes a little bit of sense. Like Edelman's not going to beat anyone in a foot race, but he'll be able to juke someone enough. Uh, but Patterson's quick. And Patterson, so if he can just Would you hold say the they're sneaky fast? <laughs> uh, yeah, I'd say for, for, for the normal wide receivers, I'd say that's uh, an unfortunate way that we have to put it because that's just the best way of putting it. <laughs> But yeah, Patterson, dude, that I, I'm very excited to see him. And frankly, I'm surprised when he's been playing these first couple weeks in the preseason and lining up as a wide receiver and doing wide receiver things. It surprised the heck out of me, but I'm I'm very happy so far. And honestly, I feel like Patterson is part of the reason why they let go of Jordan Matthews and Kenny Britt, who I was also excited about because they're both taller than six foot. But so it is. <laughs> Yeah, I remember like he made a big play in like the with the first like very early and I can't remember which game it was, but it's like he was with the ones and he made a big play and I was surprised too because he's he's been nothing more than like a gadget player since Minnesota stopped trying to forcing it to work out because he was a first round pick like with his last couple years in Minnesota and then with Oakland he was just like a like a kickoff returner, occasional running back like like I said gadget player and it's like oh he's just a wide receiver for you guys and being the Patriots, maybe you're going to make it work. I thought the same thing. I thought, oh, well, whenever we see this guy in the field, he's going to be running end arounds and all that kind of stuff. But he's been lining up as a wide receiver. And um, like, like, like I mentioned, I'm, I'm very happy about it so far. Nice. Also fun fact. I just learned he's from Rock Hill, which is like the first city for you, Spencer. I don't know, Brian, how familiar you are with Charlotte. But Rock Hill is like the first city south of Charlotte into South Carolina. First somewhat major city. So what you're saying is Friday is his homecoming. Like it's pretty homecoming. much. Yeah. 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 All right. Corderell Patterson revenge game. Let's go. Let's <laughs> revenge for being born there. <laughs> Lots of friends and family in the building. Yep. And that's Rock Hill's not a Rock Hill's a very small city, but there's like nothing else in between Charlotte and it. But yeah. Wow. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Little geography lesson for the, the, the those not familiar with the area. I didn't know before, and now I know. You know? <laughs> yeah, we all we all know. We're better for it. Thank you, Josh. You're I already knew, but. <laughs> God damn it, Brad. <laughs> Well, um, do we have anything else we want to address here, guys? No, Brian. It's the preseason, damn it. <laughs> well, I will say that if you guys are looking for wide receivers, there's one that you guys have worked out recently who is definitely on the market and definitely pretty good. <laughs> that would be Brenton Burson, another white wide receiver who was deceptively the fast. Wh- the whitest wide receiver, some would say. <laughs> <laughs> It honestly was no surprise at all that you guys worked him out either. Like, I was the least surprising thing. The only thing that was surprising is that you didn't sign him, especially <laughs> since they that we play you this week. Bill Belichick's the kind of guy that would bring him in for intel for the third preseason game. 
<laughs> hey, for all you know, though, for all you know, though, they cut Kenny Britt to make room for him. I mean, the Panthers traded. You have no idea how much I want that to happen, Brian. I see. We said this about when Kelvin Benjamin was traded, but I think the very first thought that was on all of our minds when Kelvin Benjamin was traded. Oh God, I hope they sign Kel- Brenton Burson to to uh, free that up. And sure enough, that's exactly what happened. So. It's definitely not outside the realm of possibility here. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, Spencer, thank you for joining us here. Um, why don't you take some time to plug your podcast slash business? I know not all of our listeners are here from Charlotte, but, you know, they might like your podcast. And maybe they, maybe they are from Lancaster. Who knows? Yeah. Check out uh, check out a uh, complete in cast. Uh they uh it's it's all on youtube uh we're going fancy with that youtube and uh it's under the it's under our page uh complete inbox all one word so completing cast we have something like 50 episodes i know we're getting big time there uh, if you're also in the lancaster pennsylvania area or want us to ship stuff out to you check out complete inbox video games uh search us on facebook send us a message and say hey i i heard you on that podcast about the dumb preseason but i want some video games and we'll help you out and they, I have been there, and they do have tons of nice video game swag, a lot of uh, retro figures and comics and stuff like that, not your traditional video game store. So, big fan. We have lots of items. That is definitely true. Yes, yes, <laughs> definitely. Um, but yeah, from all of us here at the CSR Podcasts, Brad and John and Spencer, once again, thank you for joining. Enjoy that third preseason game. Hopefully no injuries. Hopefully we get a decent look at some guys, but... Not too much of a look, because, you know, the regular season's only in two weeks, but, you know. So, anyway, thanks for listening, and uh, join us next week for our breakdown of the worst preseason game, preseason week four, the tilt against the Steelers. Actually, the last preseason game is the best preseason game. Oh, (laughs) The Steelers cocktail party? Yeah. Well, the reason why, and a lot of people think it's the worst, but it's actually the best, and the reason why is because these games mean nothing, like literally nothing. You know, I'm watching a replay right now of Green Bay and Pittsburgh. Green Bay's winning 41 to 22, and there is not a Steelers person in the world who gives a shit because it doesn't matter. It's the preseason. The fourth preseason game, everybody knows it doesn't matter. None of the important players play, and it's just an all-out brawl between, you know, the bottom 40 of the 90-man roster that has no chance of making the team, and they're just trying to do good enough to get picked up by somebody else. And you've got 32 teams, so you've got 16 games of that, and it's fantastic to watch. It's a whole season of last chance you. It's it's basically Netflix. last chance you in one whole season all in one day. Yep. Looking to binge watch some net from a uh, last chance you and you're all out on Netflix. Go watch week season and you're all settled. <laughs> oh man. But yeah, from all of us here at the CSR podcast and Spencer with uh, completing cast. Thanks for joining us and uh, we'll catch you later. See, see you guys later. Keeps the football, <laughs> takes off to the end zone for the touchdown. He takes the handoff and he scores. Avoided the Dolphins behind the line of scrimmage and took it in for the first touchdown of the night. Newton keeps. 
lowers his shoulder and takes it in for the touchdown. On second and goal, shovel pass for Caffrey. Touchdown. And off dive for Jonathan Stewart, and he's in for a touchdown. That's intercepted by Kingpin. He has more of those than any linebacker in the league over the last five years. You know. It's a road win in New England. The Starlight Lounge presents An Evening with the Progressive Box. Oh, what a great audience. Let's dim the lights for this next one. Nope, too much. Ah, there it is. Gotta get things just right. Like Progressive's Name Your Price tool. Tell us what you want to pay and we help you find coverage options that fit your budget. And now, the mood is right. Wait, the lights are back on again. Trudy, can you... And now it's completely dark. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Aloha, I'm Clifford from Yamanoa Safeway. Can't decide what to eat? Whether it's lunch or dinner, you'll find a perfect meal in the Safeway Deli. Handcrafted sandwiches, fresh sushi prepared by our in-house chefs, signature salads, our famous fried chicken and tenders. Add a side like creamy mashed potatoes or mac and cheese. All fresh and ready to go every day. Stop by this week to get a hot deal on rotisserie chicken, only $5.88 each with in and coupon. This is Clifford from Manoa Safeway, and we'll see you soon. My name is Spencer Hall. My name is Jason Kirk. My name is Ryan Nanny. And when we combine, we form the, the Shutdown, Shutdown Fullcast. I keep telling you, we're not Voltron. The Shutdown Fullcast is technically a college football podcast, but it's also a show about lawn care disasters, regional grocery stores we love. Tennessee Batman. Homeowners associations. Bears and video games. I mean, there's also some actual football discussion, like about coaches having huge contracts or coaches making terrible decisions or coaches saying really stupid things. Or the NCAA saying really stupid things. Yeah, there's lots of stupid things in this big, dumb, beautiful sport. Sometimes we talk about football games. Allegedly. If you want to take college football exactly as seriously as it deserves to be taken, come find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you listen to podcasts like this one. The Shutdown Fullcast. It's not Voltron.